Welcome to Hort Culture, where a group of extension professionals and plant people talk about the business, production, and joy of planting seeds and helping them grow. Join us as we explore the culture of horticulture. Hey, everybody. We're back talking about flowers because I'm so excited. Can you oh. tell how excited I am? We got a guest in the house. We got a guest in the house. Everybody, how's everybody feeling today? How's everybody doing? Good. The sun is shining. Good. It's pretty good. good. It's I good feel day. like I haven't had as much coffee as Alexis. I've I've had the normal amount of coffee. I don't know. What you're <laughs> but that's not telling us anything, Alexis. I've On a scale of one to ten, average amount of coffee. <laughs> yeah. The correct amount. The correct, the correct amount. amount. Don't. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about caffeine, okay? Uh, Brett's the one who's always like, I'm just going to go get my 18th cup of coffee for the day. Uh, Sometimes tea. <laughs> Sometimes well, tea. I got. I just ordered some some seeds of uh, Yopon Holly. You guys know about Yopon Holly? No. I, no. Ilex, no. Ilex Vomitoria for those playing along at home. Uh, it I'm is not sure good, that's that a good Linnaean name. It is it very Edward's name. It yeah. is, I think, the only North American native to contain caffeine. Mm. A relative- Vomitoria, though, it sounds like. Oh, so a interesting. You should thing. ask about that, Josh. Uh, <laughs> so it was used in a lot of like uh, uh, ritual ceremonies, uh, sure. indigenous people. And I think that they just My got interest so just went up. turned in like a variety of ways and maybe drank so much coffee that they barfed. And mm-hmm. so they thought that it was that inducing the vomiting, but it turns out, I don't think it was. It, it's more not, of a dose problem that yeah, like you got enough. under control. We're mixing, you know? The <laughs> I mean, you just got to know your and, limits, right? And, yeah. Right, right. Um, but I, yeah, I got some of that, uh, some of that seed. I also ordered some in um, some tea bags because uh, I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking yerba mate, which uh, uh, yeah, yeah. the relative That's of home brewed in a can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's cheaper than cheaper than the bathtub. <laughs> but is it more fun though, Brett? But it does look fun. It's in a yellow can it's for all good. those that can't bathtub, see. Bathtub bruise. Orange yes. exuberance is the flavor. That's what, mm, if, it matches your shirt. Fun yeah. fact, if Brett ever offers you Brett's something nickname. unmarked, uh, assume it is a bathroom brew. Uh, <laughs> Orange exuberance. It's like, what are you drinking? Orange exuberance. It'll get you wow. there. It'll get you That's the highlight of the show. We're done. We, <laughs> out early. We, have, we have peaked out early. We can talk orange about orange exuberance. flowers. Orange is hope- superior, as our friend Anna of Bel Air Blooms would say. Um, <laughs> I hope that somebody names a flower orange exuberance. If not, then it needs to happen. Please, somebody. That could be a good, like, Lusianthus name, don't you? Yes. Yes. By the way, we have a guest. <laughs> when I when I think about exuberance, one thing that would make that makes me really exuberant is when our guests introduce themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, yeah. Hey. 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 Go. Hey. Introduce yourself. Who are you? Um, I'm in Frankfurt, originally from Shelby County, so stayed quite close. Um, yeah, and I farm and my farm name is rookery flower co um we're out here in north franklin county um kind of going towards owenton um and i'm also the co-owner of the kentucky flower market which is a local flower collective Hmm. i'm excited is that rookery like a like a blue heron rookery kind of vibe yes um 
I was going to say, you're on a stream somewhere, yeah, aren't you? I just got like huge because she was like, no we one knows what that means. County, and they're so yeah, incredible. We, they're yeah, really neat. right near the Kentucky River. So um, I got the name for it as I would always be out in the garden and I would just see one lone heron fly across and then I'd be out there still hours later and then he'd fly back across. Um, and we see him all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, we on. have the hatchery That's so cool on the other side of our farm so I, I think they're going over there and having some snacks and then headed back to their home in the evening yeah. <laughs> my uh my wife and i went on a, a rookery tour on a boat one time it was like a little kind of riverboat kind of vibe and uh when we stepped onto the boat the median age dropped by like 40 <laughs> years um, <laughs> you can ask alexis i'm a birder was, was, i feel that <laughs> Yeah, to- totally. And like the people were really fun and excited um, and they were really nice to let it. We were just beginners. So I guess you could say we were rookery rookies <laughs> in a way. Mm, oh, man. Well done. There he is. And there it yeah. is, ladies and gentlemen. Showing <laughs> up early. Showing up early. Strong game. Yeah, your logo is has heron on it. Yeah, with the flowers, yeah. right? It's, um, it's a flying heron. He's in flight. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where it came oh, from. That's awesome. Look at that. Look you're at here, that. Well, you're here to chat with us about the not just your farm, but you got some other uh, other things going on, some collaborative, cooperative things happening with, with uh, an organization yeah. that, you, that you lead, co-lead. Yeah, I always feel weird when I say co-owner because it just sounds kind of funky. Co-founder, I don't know. It, we, Me and Sarah from Eden Root Flower Farm run uh, the Kentucky Flower Market and and at its base, I would just say it's just a way to move the local flower movement along. Um, and it's been going for a while, but it's it's really hitting um, hard these days and awesome to be a part of. So, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure where to start exactly. Um, yeah. Tell us, tell us how you get started with flowers first, Kayla, like just um, in general. I mean, my family has gardened you know, like basic veggies just for your home use. Um, and my dad's a taxidermist. So we've always been like very into outdoorsy stuff. Um, but yeah, we moved, uh, me and my husband moved to Franklin County from Louisville, um, right at the very beginning of the pandemic into a camper. (laughs) And all of a sudden I had land to play with, um, coming from the city. So I really just, dug in and we did veggies and flowers and then I just the rest is history I was obsessed with it and so I spent every waking minute worrying about it doing it thinking about it (laughs) enjoying it (laughs) yeah so I I haven't been doing it that long probably what that was 20 2020 um, March when we moved out here so yeah, you really, you really went in hard. There's a lot to learn in a short amount of time. You, you've yeah. covered a lot of it. So well, it's very you. impressive. Coming from you, <laughs> I often wonder. I wonder how, like all of you um, folks that um, you know are, do all things flowers, grower, you know, producers, designers, the whole thing. I mean, the timeline in Kentucky, from what I observe now, currently, there's just so much interest. We were talking on an earlier episode about you know these um, like fruit and veggie conference breakout sessions being just packed and so much energy. But when did this started ha- start happening, guys? This kind of energy and snowball effect, or has it been here for a while? As far as people into flowers, I mean. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, it's been happening um, 
for a while, like on the long-term timeline, but yeah, it really has hit a big boom with yeah. um, the introduction of Pinterest is really a kind of the marker of oh, where yeah. flowers, yeah. local flowers in general, kind of like just went crazy because yeah, you had all Instagram, these Pinterest, photos, yeah. Um, and we already know wedding industry is big anyways, um, but now people could really yeah. show what they wanted. Yeah. So visual. Mm-hmm. I never even thought about that. That that's kind Pinterest, of that makes I have so to much keep sense. About that, yeah. That yeah, Pinterest was. I mean, we all like had. I don't know about you guys, but we all had Pinterest oh, yeah. boards, right? I still have Pinterest boards that hold all my recipes. Yeah, so. a lot of designers use <laughs> yeah. those still um, um, currently. Yeah, mm-hmm. showcasing their work and stuff like that. Yeah, we talk about awesome. all the beautiful okay. stuff on those on those places. You never see like some of the shots off to the side of people crying with dirt <laughs> under their fingernails, you know, so dealing with problems. It's <laughs> always the farmers, most, yeah. yeah, yeah right. You know, dealing with the fire of the day. It's always these beautiful, but it's very inspiring. It's very inspiring when you, I mean, you know, those of us that, you know, are used to growing and doing things, we kind of, you know, know that there's a lot that goes into that, but it's so inspiring. All those mm-hmm. visuals. Yeah. I have it's a question. Inspiring. And I was gonna say it's inspiring until uh, you're feeling bad about the lamb's quarter that you have that's like eight foot tall, and you're like, "Oh, this other person's farm is so beautiful." <laughs> Comparative it depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When you so you talked about you, your your family done some vegetable gardening stuff, and you do some of that as well. But did you ever have? Was there ever a, a transitional moment from growing food? to growing flowers and understanding that value and that appreciation of that thing. I, I personally have had that journey of sort of like, if you couldn't eat it, I didn't want to grow it in the past. And now I don't think we grow, I mean, we grow things that are edible, but they're not primarily for edible, I guess some herbs, but i um, just curious yeah. what your journey with that. Yeah. I, I think like to my core, I'm a kind of creative person. So I like photography and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it was just kind of like a natural flow. Um, we already like to like homestead and stuff. Like I like to grow my garlic and I like to have my things and, um, you know, try to can things, snap some beans. But yeah, it just, I just, every time something bloomed and you all probably understand this, it was like, like cocaine. <laughs> and I was just like obsessed <laughs> over it. And so, yeah. It's, it's this infusion yeah, of happiness. I, I, yeah, I don't think I really absolutely. had much control over it. <laughs> I need to get, get what, I don't know. I mean, we might not be growing the same varieties. I might need to get a little. Uh, you gotta get the poppies. I, uh, that morning glory. It's the poppies. Side, side note about flowers and cocaine and drugs. Um, of course, Alexis I, has no side. Here we go. I saw, I saw a video. I think I sent it to Kayla. Um, and I think they were in. Was it Norway? Where these? So these uh, swans were uh refused to leave this poppy field and they came oh. and they were so high that they yeah, couldn't fly. their necks were all like <laughs> yeah. and they wouldn't they leave flopped over and- <laughs> <laughs> I, it's it was like part of a i think like a little snippet from like a documentary or something like that and they were so they were interviewing these people Man, and, and these swans were just mellow. so high <laughs> from these poppy fields uh and migrating I, yeah they were like, yeah. Nah, what's pass. winter uh and they had so they had to catch them and escort them off the property <laughs> like yeah like the 
nature's police. I wonder if like they like put them in the drunk Wizard of Oz. Before you know? they, they yeah. Sober up a little bit before they run out. <laughs> right. Sober up a little bit. Get out of here. Um, no, they kept. It's like they kept wanting to come back. They probably relocated. Yeah, really they had to. Uh, but anyways. Drugs and flowers. So, okay, so we talked a little bit about Kayla, about Rookery Farm. So, Kayla, tell us how, how, well, tell us first what a flower like collective is. Like, what is, how does KFM like function? And then we'll talk maybe a little bit about how you got started with yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when I explain it to people, I'm, it's just a group of flower farmers selling together is, is what I say very plainly. Um, but it's a lot more than that. It's, a group of flower farmers um, supporting one another. And also when you sell together, the strain on the individual farmer gets taken off and the collective deals with that. So it's like a support group and, <laughs> um, and also <laughs> some education and, and just a way to bring the flower community together. Um, so basically we have 30 farm or around 30 farms that participate in our collective um, and they upload their inventory every single week, what they have, their predictions are about seven days out um, and you post it on our platform. It's, you know, it's just like any online shopping experience for somebody who is shopping it. Um, you get an order, you go cut your order and then you bring the order to KFM, which is in Simpsonville, um, our storefront. Um, and then the, the collective distributes it and takes the money and then distributes the money back out to the growers. Um, but we take out care of the logistics, all of the communication with buyers, which the logistics and communication are the biggest chunk of time um, other than the actual growing that you have to do to actually move your product off your farm. And it's, it's a lot. Um, so yeah, that's like our biggest function. We take that chunk of responsibility off the grower and we take care of it. Um, and then in part, you kind of get to sell more because you have a farther reach. Um, that's another benefit of the collective. Sorry, that was a horrible explanation. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's perfect. Who, now you say, so f farmers are uh, bringing their stuff in after they've gotten an order. So who is buying this stuff? I mean, I, I know that sounds like a simple question, but I, it, it isn't quite as simple as uh, that. The answer is everybody, <laughs> really. Um, so <laughs> we have the wholesale. So you're, you're buying it in 10 thin bunches, sometimes five at wholesale pricing. So our main you know, target for lack of a better word it, uh, is um, <laughs> wedding designers um, and brick and mortar florists. Um, but with the Kentucky flower market now having their own brick and mortar storefront, we now have a retail component. Um, so when our farmers send extra stuff in, they also get a second opportunity for sales. So one on the online platform ahead of time, that you send anything extra you have, you might get, you know, a few more sales after the fact of stuff that you might have just thrown in the compost didn't really have anywhere to put. So uh, it's it's everybody buying, everybody wants to buy. Everybody's very excited and interested in local flowers. Um, and the response has been insane just from the community um, now that we're here. <laughs> Do you find that producers are just like when they find out about you guys and they might not have known about you guys before that they're just super pumped that, 
uh, you can take some of the marketing load off of them. Do you guys find that just like that makes people happy? I don't I mean, know. That's, uh, I, I've, I've never really had that, that like direct <laughs> comment. Probably, honestly, for some of the growers initially, this is our second year. Um, it we had to kind of dispel that competition factor um, because small farms do feel like other small farms in their area are their competition. Um, and we're here to say like, no, that's not true. You can sell more when you yeah. sell together. Um, I do think people, once they start yeah. doing it and they understand what's happening, um, that they love it because you literally just get your order and then yeah. whatever you go mm -hmm. and harvest has already been sold. So you're cutting yeah. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. And that's what mm -hmm. I was I guess getting at uh, if I were producing things that yeah. takes a lot of time. And then the marketing takes a lot of time. I would be thrilled to find someone uh you know like yourselves that are doing this and helping out with part of the process because if they wanted to focus on growing, they could maybe focus a little bit more on growing mm -hmm. uh, is the way I'd see see that. So that's awesome. Yeah, it seems like that that serves such an important role help with burnout which is one of the biggest problems in the farming yeah. community um yeah so for myself i think that's like such a big component to why i feel so strongly about the collective mindset um because it it benefited me also yeah it's awesome one thing I think, Kaylee, you've, you've hinted at, but I want to make clear because it's such an awesome thing and I think is one barrier that the co uh, collective that Kentucky Flower Market has helped to overcome was that a lot of time florists, a lot of the time, those are wedding florists specifically, they need a lot of one product. So they need a lot of white dahlias or they need, you know, they don't, they need more than a lot of these small farms in Kentucky. Now we have a few large farms in Kentucky uh, and they're pretty spread out around the state that are producing larger quantities of, you know, just one mm -hmm. variety of thing, right? And so we do have several of those, but more of those farms that we talked about of the, you know, 100 or so that Josh mentioned was on the map uh, in a previous episode are really small farms. And so they're not able to produce hundreds of stems of one specific right. thing. So what the collect, and that has been a barrier, I think, for small farmers to get into florists is because that florist doesn't want to waste their time buying 20 stems when they need 100 stems. And so the collective can say, okay, well, I we now have five farms that can offer, you know, 20 stems each. And then that florist can go in and say, okay, I'll take all, and they can buy all of the ones that they want on an online, easy to use platform, just like buying yeah. from Amazon uh, and they can get everything they need in one spot. They can get it delivered or they can pick up just like they always would from a normal wholesaler. And so I think that that has been huge for the small farmer to get into and cross that barrier. Wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah. I mean that point and also like crop failures, you know, it happens. We had a ton of rain. So, so many of my things were past their prime um they were brown and that happens to everybody and it's great that you can just call upon another farm and quickly you know replace that bunch for that person and not let that designer down and then that builds trust with us then they come back they spend more money with local and that's at the top of it we want we want their budgets to be local and not at the big wholesalers that are bringing things in from out of country you know we want it to be in our own local community and economy. Um, so yeah, I think it's power in numbers and, and it'll continue to get better. 
Can you and, can you talk a little bit about um, the pricing considerations? It kind of fits in with what you're we're talking about there, and it's something that we have <clears throat> we have lots of questions about and, and considerations. And, and I talk to people quite a bit about pricing their products in all kinds of different markets and, and different places. And so I'm curious. You mentioned that there's like these at least two the wholesale and retail price structure. I'm just curious how that gets decided or what your references are. Any stuff like yeah. any. Um, At the beginning, when we started the collective, it was just like a concept. And, you know, a few of us volunteered to say, hey, like, we're down to try this. Um, And when we got into it, that was the hardest part. Um, Sarah, my partner, spent hours looking at different data, looking at different wholesale lists of pricing for different things. And um, we also work with Rooted Farmers, who runs the platform. Um, they've kind of mentored us over the years, and they're a great, a really great proponent of the local flower movement. I love them. Um, what they're doing is great. Um, <laughs> but we found out that there's really not much basis for pricing in flowers. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, people at the farmer's market kind of stay within the same range, hopefully, to be competitive. Um, but nobody's really setting the standard other than the big giant wholesalers. Um, so we did, we, we got ranges from whatever thing we could find with pricing and we made our own range. Um, and then this year, Rooted Farmers, the platform, they came out with a pricing tool, um, that the collective has access to, which is aggregated data from all over the United States, from other collectives, just like ours on you know what a queen lime zinnia is selling at and it's got all the data and it's got median so you know we price based on you know stem length quality all those things so you know if you have got a really great flower but it's short you know you might be on the shorter or the lower end of our pricing range um but if it's great it's like the most premium thing you can get you're going to be on the high end um and so that's kind of how we work it. We just kind of stay within a range depending. And we also really utilize that pricing tool. I, I could like to follow up on that with another question about, so you meant this quality thing. This is something we see in, oh, first, so is this considered a cooperative? It's not a cooperative structure. We did like consider that, um, but we wanted to get going and it was already the beginning of the flower season. Um, so we went with like an LLC situation. Um, I think that it could move to a cooperative Perfect. structure in the future, but that's just how it is now. Cool, cool. Um, so within within any sort of collaborative venture, when you're aggregating product from different places, that, that quality component becomes really important for the, the overall brand of the collective in this case. And so I'm curious, I know in some attempts at collaborative stuff in the past, there have been some issues with with uh, different understandings of or, or lack of understanding of what quality means. Do you, so are you having to do like member training and uh, education and enforcement and uh, <laughs> eye rolling and arm crossing and everything? You said the E word. <laughs> enforcement. Uh, uh, what's that, what's that been um, like? It's stressful, but it's a great learning experience especially for someone like me who didn't have a lot of wholesale or floor direct to florist experience. Um, you know, I learned a lot. We do have to send, you know, contact people every once in a while and be like, Hey, this like wasn't good. Or by the time it got to us, like maybe it was Brown, something happened, but it's really not that often. Um, and we do like set the standard at the beginning of the season. 
we bring in people like Alexis to kind of help educate our group on what it is that we need from them. Um, and really people just want to grow great stuff. And so they take pride in what they're sending, I, I think. And so, you know, yeah, we, we don't have a huge issue um, within our group. And the collective, the collective model, like uh, we talked about, you know, they can buy from lots of places. They know who they're buying from. So that was the other thing I think that in those beginning talks and, you know, Kayla can talk more about this, but people want to, they're proud of their product. They want to keep their name on it, um, you know, most of the time. And so there was kind of like a, well, if I've already been working with a florist, you know, can they keep buying from me, if, but through the collective just to make my life easier or whatever. Um, and so if that florist knows that Rookery Flower Co. has the best sunflowers, they can go directly and buy Rookery sunflowers. and then But they can also buy, you know, Eden Roots' sunflowers uh, if they want to and try those out. But there's still a name attached to all of these things. It's just a way for you to get more products from more farms. Uh, and I think that was something really important, both from the farmer wanting to be proud of it, but also to give, like, to give recognition, but you know, their name is attached to it. Like we know, we know where it came from, you know, and more than just, not just Kayla and Sarah know about it when it comes into the collective, but the florist knows about it. And so, you know, they want to give the best product that they can. Yeah. And sometimes they, somebody will, you know, come back to a farm through the collective because they've gotten good quality product from them before. Um, And it's, it's great for the reach of farm because we, deliver in Louisville. So are people out in Lexington and Harrodsburg and people who don't really can't make it work to deliver all the way to Louisville, your product's still getting to go to Louisville where you may not have been able to make that like um, relationship due to logistics. Um, so the reach is, is great. Can you can you talk about the the timeline of developing buyer relationships and are there particular questions or confusions that they have or had in the past and and what do you maybe what do you think is like the value proposition that you offer to buyers uh, that that the ones who buy from you regularly kind of pick up on? Yeah, um, we like first and foremost try to set forth with like the best quality so yeah we really worry about that um so something kind of maybe on the verge then we work hard to replace it with something that's good um so i think that they know they can come for quality um we've we've made that reputation i do think that um some barriers we've had is getting people who buy florists and designers who have been in the game for a while getting them to go with our process. Um, most florists and designers have been possibly buying from the big wholesalers and they can make their orders way ahead of time, like maybe a month. How, how far ahead, Alexis? Um, yeah, I mean a month, but they can, they can, res- they can ask for things Super two or three months because demand. they know, you know, yeah, it's, it's for, those standard things that they know for, you know, the past 20, 30 years, Columbia has always had X ready or, you know, not wherever has always had tulips right. in these months. And so we, they have a lot more data to work Yeah. So we're asking them to change their, what they've done forever. Um, and that's been hard to get them to like trust us um, and know that they're going to have 
to trust us even more because we can only give them seven days advanced on what we have, which is a huge difference. So do you all do you all know like so in those in those other uh, wholesale markets and wholesale production systems is that that predictability or that order ahead component is that based on there being a centralized buyer in those places and there's lots of farms who are growing them and so they know that like where does the certainty of the supply come from in the larger markets and what what makes that difficult for Kentucky markets well I think it's just simply because when you're buying from the big wholesalers they have huge farms outside the United States so the volume that they can get is just insane and so they normally don't have a problem getting that um whereas volume here depending on how much volume you know it could be a cap for us with our farm still even with all the farms together Mm -hmm. um yeah i think that also people just like to know they have clients who are like wanting these certain things these certain flowers and you know in our model, it's more of a pallet based situation. Like, Oh, you want salmon? Well, we can get you salmon and these different kind of flowers, but um, it's all kind of like based on how they run their business on their side. Are they going to promise a specific flower to somebody and then they have to deliver on that promise or are they, you know, promising a pallet, which is a lot easier to work in. And, And from that, like, you know, wholesaler versus so, the collective is sourcing from Kentucky farms, roughly 30 from Kentucky farms. A wholesaler is farming or is sourcing from the entire world. So if Colombia can't get it, they call Ecuador. If Ecuador can't get it, you know, they call somewhere else. Um, and also those, you know, we've talked, we talked about this in another episode. They've been doing those farms have been around for a long time. They have greenhouse structures. They have, um, they have a climate that is, you know, there's no winter there or, you know, whatever it is where we're de- dealing with, seasonality crazy weird climate in Kentucky yeah seasonality of it plus you know we've got these all these climate change things coming in wind rain all of that is going to affect the quality of a flower how much is available uh you know the heat all that uh so from that standpoint there's you know Kayla sourcing from 30 farms to help these florists and you know if you call one of the wholesalers, uh, they're sourcing from the entire world. Yeah, most of our farms. Yeah, I, just, I wasn't tunnels. sure how integrated yeah. they were. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm field growing, no, that's okay. and a lot most of the other growers are primarily field growing, with an exception. Um, so then that's a big liability also that you have to worry about. But yeah. Mm. So did you say that you say that like talking in terms of pallet is one of those one of the ways to maybe bridge the conversation between people who are gradually working towards sourcing things a little more. Yeah, I would, I would say that, you know, when you're talking, if I was a designer, when I was speaking with my client clients, I would, you know, say like, you know, we can, we can get this palette, the colors that you want. Um, but the flowers, we don't really necessarily know exactly what the flowers are going to be. I can give you an idea based on what flowers bloom in June. and, And that's something that we provide out to people who are, we're doing buyer outreach for, we give them a bloom calendar, of the seasonality of Kentucky. And that really helps um, on education. It helps with, you know, some of the questions we might get in our email, like they already have it in front of them. Um, but yeah, it's just like, are they going to be flexible? Um, does their client really want local flowers in their wedding? You know, it's just kind of what's your motivation. Mm. We're going to talk to uh 
some local floors here uh, over the next couple episodes, uh, Kathy and Sarah, and they are big users of local. Um, they incorporate it as much as they can. In some cases, we'll only use that. And so I, it'll be exciting to talk to them about what you were just talking about, how they communicate with their clients uh, on palette versus, you know, saying, because there are florists out there who, you know, pretty much say, I will get you this white rose um, or, or whatever it is. And then also one thing I thought was crazy that you all have done a good job with is not just educating the farmers on how to give a good product, but educating the florists, like you said, that bloom calendar, like how many times have they asked you for a ranunculus right. in July <laughs> or, you know, something they love. And it's like they love local ranunculus and you love that they love them. Uh, but you're like, no, they don't like anything above 70 degrees. Like they're not going <laughs> to – we can't yeah. get them for you. Um, and Relate- I think that relatable. has been – Relatable. That mm. You – you want to think that they Nothing know these things, degrees. but they are so trained over, you know, the past, their probably entire career for a lot of them that they can get pretty much whatever they want, whenever they want it. And just like we're trained, you know, we can have bananas whenever we want. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to yeah. say fruits and vegetables. Yeah, same there, there issue. Was, I saw local, a comedian yeah. one time talking about um, how he, he was from, I think, Germany and how he thinks it's bonkers that we can get watermelon whenever <laughs> we want. He's like, we know watermelon is a summer thing here. We enjoy it while we have it. We just don't go willy nilly in December to go buy a watermelon, you know? And so <laughs> I think it's like that same concept. And so you're not only training the florist, but you have to have the florist train the customer. And it's just like so many different levels of education that you all are are doing yeah. with so many different groups. And, and the goals. online aspect of it. Um, another thing I didn't know about before I got into this is that, you know, sometimes florists are just like texting farmers like, hey, what do you have? You know, the farmers are sending out emails mm-hmm. um, to them and they like it like that. They like having that personal communication now me as a millennial I'm like the least communication I can do on the phone <laughs> yeah don't talk to me is the better for me there's an yeah, app for that um, yeah so that's also been an issue like some people don't like using the internet and don't like placing an online order um and you know people who are resistant to that they may just not be our buyer and you know we've had to kind of like take that and you know maybe we'll chip away at them over the years (laughs) (laughs) look at all these great cafe au lays we have that you cannot get from some (laughs) from a a wholesaler uh you should order them online and it's very simple (laughs) sounds like you guys are really in on the platform yeah yeah talk about the rooted platform yeah that that, it sounds really interesting that's i would when you mentioned that earlier i was like oh wow what is that yeah it's, it's a platform um that was birthed specifically for this reason it's it's around it's specifically for a flower collective you can use it individually as your own farm um but it, it the benefits are great for the collective um you know it's listed by flower it's got descriptions it's got stem links color you can you can filter as a shopper from color um type of flower the farm it comes from um, design element. So if you want like spikes, you could click, I want spikes and you can see what's available in spike form. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's very user-friendly. You literally just like put it in your cart (laughs) and then you buy it (laughs) and then it's over. Like it's very (laughs) simple. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's called rooted farmers. 
And um, yeah, like the fact that it was made only for flower farm like they've made it now they've got all kinds of updates on that where like you know if you're growing plants or dried flowers or you know um you can do like see they you can do csas through there now too like as an individual farm um is is it a ship or a pickup focused at primarily or is there that kind of yeah i mean the alaska peony cooperative uh uses rooted farmers um, and they only have like a two month long season and they ship every single stem from Alaska um, and so they utilize rooted farmers. Yeah. Um, oh, it's everything. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, really they're cool. great. And their customer support, my plug for them is amazing. Um, they've, like I said before, have mentored us on, <laughs> you know, like how a collective runs uh, over the last year and, and big support for our collective um, in its first infancy year. And did I hear you say that they uh, have accumulated some of that back-end data as far as pricing and stuff? Is that part of the yeah, platform? Yeah, we have a huge analytics page. Awesome. Yeah, so we awesome. can kind of, you know, at the awesome. end of last season, we shared with our growers what colors were the most bought colors, um, what stems were wow. the most bought, yeah, what, what we did the best in. So you can kind of also use it for crop planning going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. And you can do yeah, that. That's a like really the individual, feature. yeah, the individual farm can look at their own personal. You can look at it as a collective. You can look at it as a state, you know, the whole nation's collective. So um, you can get a lot of good. Uh, Josh is over there like, yes, yeah, data. Give Josh is getting excited. <laughs> Josh is data mining. Um, he just came alive. He's like yeah. layers of data. Tell me about it's percentages. <laughs> So it's awesome. You know, we didn't, we've got, you know, a few minutes left and I think it's important to talk about just kind of how, how someone gets started, like how, how you got started with a KFM. I'd like to know three things along these lines. Yes, go ahead. Whatever, whatever you're barking up the tree of, but I'd also like to know if I'm a retail (laughs) customer and if I'm a, a, maybe an interested florist or wholesale customer, how do I go about buying from you all as well? If you the real nuts and bolts, like very, what time do you open? Do I need to call okay. ahead? What do I need to be an approved vendor? Do I, like what kind of thing? And then I think Alexis, you were asking more on the on the grower side, right? Yeah, I just think if people are listening and want to get, well, no, not necessarily growing. I I think how Kayla got uh, into suddenly into KFM uh, and how KFM became a, a thing, just like a Boom, quick little interesting. I just find it interesting and all the you all did a lot of flaming hoop jumping. I think and and that should be. Exciting. talked about and and, re- and rewarded i mean you you all did a really incredible thing for the growers here um in a very short amount of time and i just i, I want you to brag about it a little bit <laughs> um basically i had sent a very frantic email out a, a few years ago, or a year or two ago saying i wanted to open a 100 um, local floral shop here in frankfurt because i just thought it was like you know i have friends that open local food hub and it's it's all local grocery store. And I'm like, that's so cool. We should have it for flowers. Um, I had sent that to a fellow grower slash good friend. And um, she had been invited in on a phone call uh, with Sarah from Eden Roots, who wanted, had been a part of a collective in Colorado and wanted to start one here in Kentucky. Um, I did not know anybody that I went into business with prior. (laughs) Um, But we talked to some people. We talked to um, Brent. What's his last name? Brent. K-card. Uh, K-card. 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 Um, and got their, I, you know, ideas on, you know, should we start a cooperative? Like, what are the barriers? What do you need? Anyways. Um, and then we started the group and we put it out there. Um, 
we got our, we, you know, made a business, got a tax ID very quickly. Um, it was Sarah, myself, and then Phoenix Hill Flower Farm, um, who like founded it initially. And we just started running it out of Sarah's barn that was not air conditioned. And it was down her backyard and it was <laughs> very stressful. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, it just kind of spiraled and we applied for some grant funding last year. We didn't get it. And then they came back in December and said they had some leftover money. Um, and then we got a really nice, cool grant. So that kind of really helped propel the Kentucky flower market to what it is now, which is the storefront, um, which is just so much more ideal um, than running it out of a barn. Wholesale and resale. Yeah, yeah. so like, we're open yeah. every Wednesday from 8.30 to 6. And that's weird, I know. Um, but um, <laughs> our basically the way it runs is our farmers upload their inventory every Wednesday morning or should be Tuesday night. Um, the shop, the online shop opens Wednesday morning and it's open all the way through Monday at midnight. Um, our growers get their harvest list and they cut you know, whenever they get an order, they know ahead of time, um, you, you harvest and then you bring your product to KFM or to me, um, on Tuesdays. So that's what I'll be doing today is running the KFM shuttle from Frankfurt to, uh, Shelby County. Um, we sort it all, we get it ready for distribution. And then we have people that we pay to deliver or people come pick up. Um, and during those hours where we're delivering and people are picking up for wholesale orders, we open it up to the public and retail customers can come in and shop. Now we also do open on Saturdays occasionally for a pop-up if we have extra inventory and we just did a workshop the other day. Um, so we're kind of like sneaking into a bunch of different avenues as far as, you know, how to get the public involved in local flowers more at, as well as the wholesale. I forgot what else you asked. And, and so if you're a, if I'm interested in being a wholesale buyer, do I need to do anything or do I just go to the site? Yeah, and... it's free to sign up for an account. Um, if you're a wholesale buyer, you need a tax ID number. Um, so that's kind of important. Um, and you kind of need to be like a floral designer or, or somebody who actually works with flowers to actually get the wholesale account. Mm. A yeah, reseller. some yeah. people try to get it because they do something once a year and it's kind of hard. It's like a gray area for sure. us. Um, and you're, you can also get a, a just a regular shopper retail account, which is also free. And then you just sign up quickly and then you can go ahead and start shopping our inventory. Um, so it's fairly simple. We have our website. We have our Instagram. We've got Facebook. Um we have little flyers with scan codes that we give out all the time. Everybody I talk to, I'm telling them about it. Um, we also continue to do buyer outreach all the time as much as we can. So is all, is the re retail purchasing is all online as well? Um, on Wednesdays, we have the extra products that growers you can, can, yeah, you can, pop mm -hmm. in, you can just pop in and grab, but you can, as a retail buyer, you can buy it online as well. Yeah. And, and that's up. like your best bet is to pre-order to get what you want. There's a wider selection. What comes in the store as extras may not be like, you know, it could be the most premium, cool Cafe La Dahlia, or it could be, you know, something like a Zinnia that people don't get super excited about. If you walk in, you're just going to. You find get random you get. happiness. Yeah, so I love pretty. it. You just walk in and find random <laughs> yeah. smiles and happiness. Yeah, we also like carry um, like merch from our growers. Like I sell my t-shirts in there, um, candles, stickers. Like it's it's plants. Um, it's 
it's kind of like a whole smorgasbord. And then as far as on the grower side, I'd imagine we have at least one or two people listening in who currently have a handful of uh, flowers in their yard or at their farm or whatever. And they're thinking they're dreaming of quitting their job and becoming in a flower Same. farmer and, and working with the Kentucky flower market. Um, <laughs> what as far as becoming part of it, are you all at capacity? Are you looking for new members? What do you have to do to become a member yeah. like to, or to become a grower? Yeah, part of the collaborative. Yeah, um, yeah grower. So we open up our applications in the winter time because that's when we have the capacity to manage that. Because <laughs> um, I work full time and then off farm, and then Sarah also has stuff going on. So we're doing a lot of this like in our spare time or on work hours. Um, so yeah, if you want to be a grower, sorry, I forgot what I was saying. Um, if you want to be a grower, we pretty much don't <laughs> want to gatekeep this. We think it's great. We want it to be open and accessible to whoever. We want people to be flower farmers. Um, but we do have just a few like criteria as far as um, getting in. You want to have preferably some wholesale experience. So you've, you know, went to a florist, tried to peddle your stuff. You might have a connection with somebody. Um, you have to be able to bring your product to Simpsonville, um, or to the meetup here in Frankfurt with me, which is kind of a, you know, it's on Tuesdays, it's kind of a strict timeline. So that kind of messes with people. Um, you also have to have like an actual business with a tax ID number, you know, some people sell flowers and it's, you know, it's not enough to make a business, but that's a requirement. Um, and then yeah, we kind of just like see what you have and we'll kind of vet you and look through your stuff. And um, sometimes we have people bring in sample products for us to look at, you know, show me what you got. <laughs> um, but yeah, we also want to like foster learning and, and love too. So we have, you know, some fresh growers, but they've really taken it and ran with it. And so, you know, it's hard for us to judge, you know, we just want people who are committed to it yeah, we're serious. That's a big thing for me. If you if you want to be committed and consistent with participating in the group, then um, we'd love to have you. Um, we don't normally open up applications during the season. We had we've made a few exceptions here and there, depending on what somebody grows. If that's something we have a hole in, we might grab you. Um, otherwise, it'll be in the winter. Um, we'll open up applications and post it everywhere. And we will um, post a link to KFM website and their uh, socials in the show notes uh, so that you can easily find that if you're interested in any way, shape, or form you can get to you can get to the rooted platform from the KFM website. Oh, yeah. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Any yeah. any yeah. particular so, particular flowers or particular color palettes that are are in need or that are always in need or hard to find um if you look at the but if someone data, grew it, it would be amazing <laughs> yeah um if you look at the data you'll see that green and white are forever the top sold colors so that's your foliage people don't think about foliage sometimes but that's kind of what i put my focus on this year was having foliage because it's something oh, yeah. you know people need and other people do focal flowers better than me you know in some cases so um mm -hmm. you know Weddings are green and white. People love an all white wedding. I wish that would change to all rainbow colors, but you know, we're still working on that. Um, um, I would say also like peonies are people love peonies. It's a short season that those are a big deal. 
Um, but I mean, really all flowers deserve their own showcase. <laughs> you bring that up because uh, Alexis has big peony envy of my uh, <laughs> peonies in my yard. Big oh my gosh, Kayla. So they're in Lexington. Big peonies. They're in a heat sink. And I literally will time my peonies based on when um, Annie, Brett's uh, wife, will post a peony picture because she always posts it. And I know that within 10 to 14 days, I should have peonies based on that photo. So like I – and there, it's always like, yeah, it's pretty consistently 14 days ahead. And I'm always mad because, you know, that first – you know what that's like with the first peony, right? Like, you're like, oh, I just need it. And so uh, I'm always super envious. It might be I, the extra dose of love that I'm giving them, not the mm, heat. Not is the it, heat. Is yeah. it the love? <laughs> I just go out and mm. give them Something a little. Something inscrutable. Give them a little. We a always little know who's ahead. Kiss on Brett the hits the social media hard with all the pictures of mm. the I early peonies. Got to flex. My corgis you know? love yes. my peonies. They give them pee every day. <laughs> is it, so is I feel like you can't top that. Because I say, I call them peonies. It is however you feel. I love the way you said it. Either way, I love both <laughs> pronunciations. Ray says peony, don't you? So gone, yeah, on, I do. gone on peony. peony. <laughs> <laughs> no, I grew up in the far eastern part of the state, and the older folks would call them, the older generations, pionies. And I forever, Ooh, I did I like not know too. what a pony was. And it was a peony. I was like, oh, a pony. Hmm. Hmm, okay. So that, there's three pronunciations I have heard, and they're all fine. I'm from Yankee stock, so mm. it's a peony. So it's not my fault. I think I learned what it was as an adult, so whatever I have is just, like, learned, so forgive me. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for joining us and helping us celebrate Kentucky Cup Flower Month and all the awesome work that you guys, uh, you and Sarah, are doing. And just, I know you, uh, there are times you're being run ragged, just trying to keep up with the florists and the grower needs, and, you know, you guys are really doing such a great great service to the entire flower industry uh in the state and i just i'm very grateful to have you have you and know <laughs> you and you're just wonderful and thank you for being yeah, with us thank you all for having us and, and highlighting this um you know it's not just july cut flower month for us it's every month you know it's important stuff so um i love the work that i'm doing and <laughs> it's cool and i get to meet so many cool people i get to know you guys like uh, what an exciting journey. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think we're going to we're going to let you go to do more of that important yeah, so works. Kayla's information will be down in the show notes. You can get a, get a hold of them. Check out the website, buy some flowers, um, look out for the, the application window this winter. If that's something that you're interested in, maybe uh, working with them in the future, you can get a hold of us on Instagram. It's at uh, Hort culture podcast you can also email us at uh oh they got a sighting of a little cattail here in the background the, <laughs> love it uh, you can also email us at hortculturepodcast at l.uky.edu uh, reach out to us either of those places let us know Be, uh, if you wouldn't mind if you're able to leave a review for the podcast it really helps us to get in front of more eyeballs or earballs or something along those lines <laughs> but we just want more people to share our love of horticulture and with that alexis you want to take us out Yeah, so we hope that as we grow this podcast, you will grow with us. And join us next week. We're going to be talking about some mulch. And then we've got some other uh, great florists coming on talking about more flowers. So uh, we've got some cool stuff coming up for you. And uh, thanks for being with us today. Have a great one.